glad we're finally doing this. Yes. And a fellow PV kid. I'm like, I've been dying. I was like, I've got to find someone from PV. Like, someone out there is really cool, too. <laughs> like, it's gonna happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, you went to Penn, right? Yeah. See, I did Chadwick, and I graduated from PV High, so. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But I think, I did you graduate when, in 09? Did you graduate? 09. Okay, okay, so we're, we're the same year. No way! Oh my gosh, yeah. And my brother told me, he was like, she's an ice skater. And see, like, I was a fencer, so like, I was never in school. Like, so I was oh like, yeah, that's so cool. So I thought it was like, so cool. I was like, oh my gosh, you're an athlete also. And I was too, and then like, the most isolating sports also. Like, I think, well, yours at least, you could wear like, pretty outfits. So yours <laughs> looks a little bit more feminine. It's so uncomfortable, so. Is it? Yeah, but yeah, like. It's pretty, it's pretty but at least you look pretty like at least with fencing you have the mask and then you look like a little boy no one sees you and you're just like this isn't cute so at least you had sparkly outfits <laughs> Wait, do you still do fencing? oh god no no i i got recruited for university so that's how i got into business school um okay. undergrad then i like after my first they told me i had to gain weight and i was like BS I've come this far I'm not because like so if you look at like so all my friends that like went to the Olympics like the women's team they're they look like boys like they're so muscular in their thighs and I'm like no because the men's team like we had like Miles Chamley Watson uh, Daryl Homer the smart twins they're all really thin people like the guys are super thin and lean and the girls are like super like macho and I was like that's not cute for me personally I was like I can't look like that so I'm just gonna retire yeah <laughs> it's too wild. much that's yeah wild. yeah I um I, I it was really hard for me to gain weight when I was younger Same. and so my coaches were constantly like eat more eat more eat more yep. but it was just really interesting I mean this is a whole nother topic but like, <laughs> you know a lot of my peers it was always about losing weight for them exactly you know? i had to eat just, like, cheetos to try to like fatten up yeah i totally feel it. like i couldn't get i was in a booster seat until sixth grade so i totally feel you like i didn't weigh enough <laughs> yeah i know crazy. it's sad right yeah. <laughs> well i mean before, before we get started yes. I, I actually want to hear more about your platform as well oh, like because yeah. I, I don't know too much about it and so you know Okay, so I started it while I was at uni, um, so back in 2010. So when I first started, it was um, a platform, which on the same premise, it's, you know, positivity, inclusivity, and just, you know, take bits and pieces. It's like a guidebook, in essence. And um, it was super popular. We had like a lot of um, interviews then. At that time, when I was the head of it, it was more uh, just black and uh, Latino athletes because I was like oh we're just gonna focus on like that's my genetic makeup and I was like oh that's the most under like group you know and so yeah. I was like okay that's fine and I'm, and I'm both so it was a lot easier it was a lot of, uh, we got we did like a lot of TV spots or when I was there so like Fox don't even ask me why Fox love me because like, I don't know <laughs> at all but hey it was good it was uh, and then we won like a lot of like literary awards in Europe so it was really good but then at the same time um, I needed to graduate business school and I wasn't totally sure it was like my passion you know what I mean so like I Put it on high, and then and then the time, like it was like at the height of the Kardashian fame, so it just wasn't the right. Like there, yes, of course, you had a group. There's a lot of people 
like members and stuff like that but it still wasn't like where I wanted it to be because you're at that time you're still dealing with the height of the Kardashian thing everyone just still being like you know famous for being famous like no, no like no substance and I was like hey look I'm like I don't really have the patience and I have to graduate so I put it on hiatus and then my brother asked me last year, like really at the height of the pandemic. So I thought he was absolutely crazy. Cause I'm like, in the height of the pandemic, you want to do what? <laughs> and so he asked like to take it over and be the CEO, but not, but like open it up, make it better, more inclusive and everything like that. Um, and like I said, at the height of the pandemic. So I had, when I did your life, I had contracts with like like uh, Lionsgate, different movie houses. So we did like a lot of movie premieres and stuff like that. So the publicists that I worked with back then, they only know me for my interviews. They don't know my brother. So that's why I still do the interviews. And so we still work with like the same publicists that we work with, um, that I worked with back then. Um, and so it's still a community, but like, as you see, like our, interviews and stuff like that they've expanded so it's not just black and Latino. we have ev literally like everybody like middle eastern um asian American. i mean there's there's literally fashion eyebrows doctors law i mean there's literally something for like everyone and it's actually the membership i would say it's actually grown exponentially and i would like to say it's because i built the foundation and my brother just perfected it um that's what i like to say oh, Oh my gosh, sorry, it's my, I'm at my, I don't know why there's a fire, but it's okay. Um, and so, perfect. And so I was like, awesome. I I like to say, it's, I laid the foundation for him. He just perfected it. That's why it's grown exponentially. And so that's what I tell myself anyway. And so, um, yeah, and so it's been really successful and popular. And then in about a month, we're at, because of like the demand that we've received, we're actually launching um, wellness coaching. So since like mental health is such a big thing, yeah. it, it's so it's like it's almost like full circle, and it's like an, a symbiotic relationship with the interviews. So people that yes, they the questions that we ask, they feel like okay, I can take whatever they're saying, apply it. But then there's people that like either a need somebody to talk to, b they feel like you know if you have goop or goop money which is like an extra 400 or 1200 dollars then oh then i can have a health or wellness coach not including products that you prescribe i'm like that's that's insane like nobody has yeah. in this day and age like you know when going to like get this five thousand dollar juicer it's this is the only way you can get juice it's like i mean no i mean sure it's nice and pretty but there are other juicers that like like middle America that that want the help that want to do better but they just don't have that exponential amount of money and so I was like okay cool I know I'm you know business acumen I was like I'll do that and make it for the masses so it's like equivalent to going to a McDonald's like I think it'll be like 20 20 to 35 dollars um, a month for the same thing that you would get and it's obviously geared to more your ethnic people because ethnic people they do not have access to the wellness or that they just don't and even if say even if they did have the extra money if you go to your like vogue wellness who it's predominantly white america that's made it cool if they approach them they are always busy or they say you know they raise the price even higher because they, they just don't care so that's like i'm like great i can fix that niche that need or 
the company can and so we're going to do that and so yeah it's all wellness and so positivity cool. yeah is it, is it just you and your brother that's running it no well we run it and then we have so we're gonna 1099 the health coaches so have you heard of iin a, a who? iin so they're like the Rolls Royce of like schools for wellness and health coaching. So pretty much everyone I just mentioned, like the Vogue sorority girls that are wellness coaches all graduated from there. Like um, Miranda Kerr, Nina Agdahl, Melissa Wood Health, the Sakara Life Founders. Like they all graduated from that school. So I'm like, okay, duh, if I'm competitive, we're going to, so the graduates, they're, um, once they graduate, they're going to 1099, we're going to 1099 them and then they will have, um, they're going to be our coaches, so, you know, the Rolls-Royce, just like everyone else, uh, we have those, and then we have um, our team of, like, writers and stuff like that that do everything, so it's, like, it's a small team, but it's, like, five in total, but yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so. so cool. Thank you. Thank you, and I love your t-shirts. I was, like, I, I'm really in this, like, tie-dye, like, phase right now. I was, like, oh, my God, I don't even have to try to get a kit. Like, I love it. <laughs> I was, like, I love it. And then Pac Sun, I was, like, good for you. I was, like, that's even, like, that's, like, that's huge. Like, and, and then with the purpose, I was, like, mind blown. I was, like, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And was it, was it your brother that actually found, found out? Yes. Yes, my okay. brother. Like, he was, like, no. He was the one that was, like, first I was, like, I don't know if I should contact her, Demetrius. And he was, like, no, no, seriously, she's PV. She's, like, really cool. I think that she's going to say yes. I'm, like, dude, I don't think she will. Because, <laughs> I was, like, I don't know. Like, I will see. And then you did. I was happy. I was, like, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you reached out. Yes, I'm so excited. But, like, I usually See, that's like if that's not an omen, I don't know what is. So I'm really yeah, happy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, but are you feeling better with? Um, I know we had to reschedule, and it's not yeah, like it's died down or anything. Yeah, but before you know, team yeah, it's. I mean, we're still going at it full force, so it's oh, not like it stopped. But right. I think when we were scheduled to talk, it was oh, it literally the happened. next day. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, and I did, it was funny because I did add, like I had the question I saw, I saw and I put that in there um, with like tied to uh, hate as a virus and, and then when you said reschedule I was like no that's probably for the best because it's just it's still so fresh and it's just it's a hot mess honestly it's yes. just yes. it's too much <laughs> but okay um, do you have any other questions for me before we start? Okay, perfect. So the first question is, how would you introduce yourself to people who are unaware of you? Yeah, um, so I am Michelle Hanavisa. I am the founder of a community-driven streetwear brand called VR Uprisers, and I'm also the co-founder of Hate is a Virus. Um, born and raised in Los Angeles, Culver City to be exact, um, and I have been here ever since. <laughs> You said Culver City, right? Culver City. Okay. Yeah. You don't want me to put PV? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, because, uh, I mean, that's part of my story. I didn't, I, my parents didn't move here until um, sophomore year of high school. No way. So, okay. We'll say, yeah, and I, I say LA too, because I feel like when you say LA, people can put you wherever they feel comfortable and it doesn't have that like connotation. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah we'll do Culver City. <laughs> Perfect. 
Um, so, as I said earlier, I'm super stoked to have a fellow PV kid. Um, so, as we mentioned before, you were an ice skater and very good. Um, what made you refocus on like fashion? And then what traits that you learned from ice skating do you still apply today in your day-to-day -day business? Yeah, that, the last one's a really good question. Um, I was a competitive figure skater for like 14 years. Um, started when I was really young. And, um, you know, that was my entire life, like mm -hmm. during my youth, all the way up until college. Um, and, you know, I, it, it's interesting, like looking back too, because it's not like I, ju I did sports and then I transitioned into fashion. Like I think fashion and just like creative, like artistry was always within me. Um, because I think that was my favorite part within the sport. Like outside of like the competitiveness, which I'm very competitive at heart, <laughs> it was, um, I always designed my costumes. You know, um, I would go to the fashion uh, district in downtown to pick out the fabrics and then all of the, the rhinestones that you see on, on the, the dresses, I, I hand glued every single one. No, you didn't. Did you? <laughs> it was like a passion of mine that I love and I was such a perfectionist <laughs> of like the amount of glue that we would use per rhinestone, <laughs> you know? And so I think like, uh, and my winning costume, I think when I was still in like middle school, I got me to be uh, one of the, the, the gals that picks flowers, like mm -hmm. for the, the Olympians, you know, um, that dress was actually made by my mom after I designed it. Oh and um, yeah, and, and I ended up picking flowers for Michelle Kwan during, during nationals for that time. No. So it was this kind of like, you know, it was always embedded, um, even mm -hmm. in the, my sports life um and i've always enjoyed music i've always enjoyed like the performance entertainment aspect of it and so when i when i stopped figure skating it wasn't just like one day i woke up and i stopped um i actually had um to get hip surgery because of just overuse and over over time of all the impact mm -hmm. and so it it was it, it was kind of presented to me as like i i don't think i can compete anymore but if you still wanted to do it as a hobby or an entertainment like do shows and stuff mm -hmm. I, I can do it and um so I, I did that for a while as well and then even in college figure skating was like a huge portion of my life and we started um like what we called USC ice girls okay. where we would go and support the hockey team so um you know but it, I made a a clear decision since I wasn't going to be a professional figure skater anymore that like I am going to go get a college education and I, I, I started to explore what it is that I'm going to like tap into and um, actually at Peninsula they had a graphic design program and so for my junior and senior year I decided to explore that and I really really enjoyed it so in college I ended up studying it was like a, a mixed program um, between communications, fine arts, and also business, because I knew at some point in my life I was either going to be my own boss or I was going to just like freelance and like do my thing. <laughs> um, so, so I, you know, I wanted to get a bigger and broader sense of just the creative in industry in general mm -hmm. because I knew I wasn't just going to be a graphic, graphic designer. Um, so that's kind of how things started. 
Very cool. I like the journey. Um, And so as I said a little bit earlier, uh, congratulations on your collection at PacSun. Um, And I think, as I said, I love We Are Uprisers, the tie-dye and like everything. And it just embodies authenticity and like with traditional streetwear, which I think is really unique. Um, Can you share how We Are Uprisers came to be? Yes. So, um, that that journey really began um, post-college when I, I don't know how to frame this, but I I, I didn't, outside of skating, which I didn't have anymore, Mm -hmm. I kind of lost who I was and like what my identity was because I I never was able to really explore that Mm -hmm. outside of the skating world. So when I lost that, I was very confused as to like, who I was, what my place was, what my purpose was, you know, and I never even really tapped into my Asian culture or my Asian identity um, until post-college. And just being in like the real world, you know, at graduation <laughs> and kind of seeing how things are run in like the corporate sense, but then also seeing how the world was shifting. By the time we hit 2016, I just really felt like this urge of having to bridge the gap between consumers and um, um, companies and brands itself. And I didn't really believe in just this like top down, like companies telling you what you should be listening to or telling you what you should be seeing or or buying into or whatnot. I really mm-hmm. wanted to come from the people and, and to have people voice themselves and kind of like what we want to see in the change or what we want to see in the world and like the change that we want to see. And so 2016 was the beginning of that journey. Um, and I was still working my nine to five job um, but I really wanted to find a different creative outlet to start like addressing these things. And my mm-hmm. first journey within that was to hone into my Japanese American culture and my history. Um, and so, uh, you know, throughout the years, I was able to not only um, um, volunteer and be a part of the Little Tokyo Japanese American community um, to really understand, you know, the small businesses that, that have been around for decades, you mm-hmm. know, even before World War II and the, uh, concent- uh, the, the um, concentration camps mm-hmm. and um, um, not only like understanding that side of my history, but then also um, seeing how I can creatively use my skills and my talents to kind of address these things and and more so like the storytelling aspect of it. Um, I was really passionate about that. And so I had the opportunity to actually start my brand under, um, I guess what you would call like a venture back opportunity Mm -hmm. back in the day. Um, and that was kind of my first in into like entrepreneurship and like leaving my nine to five job. Um, and unfortunately that, that didn't work out. So I took some time off and really just took a step back. And after all of my learnings and all the ups and downs during those two years of experience, I really was like, what is it that I'm really passionate about with Uprisers? And for for me and the two folks who were like my right like right and left hand people who were actually with me since my first ventures, right? Mm-hmm. We're really um, passionate in 
telling stories that's rooted in like underrepresented folks, um, movements, um, and communities. And, um, and so the vehicle that, that I know how to do is through fashion and through streetwear. Perfect. Um, yeah. what was I going to say? Um, did the PacSun come, uh, did you, I'm say, when you, since you're by, not by yourself, but you're your own like entrepreneur and not venture backed, um, uh, obviously your collections at PacSun, where, when you were venture backed, did it, was PacSun on the table as well? Or is it just, that's, yay, that's even more amazing. Yeah, that's yeah, even it's better. interesting because I was scared. I was scared to go off on my own because not only am I bootstrapping this with just the savings that I, that I had. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. And I think I'm still unpacking this as well. It's like, as a minority, as a woman in this industry that is predominantly like male, male, male. Um, and just in general, right. It took, it took maybe up until this year, to be honest, for people to actually take me seriously. Seriously. And I, yeah. And I used to get comments all the time, even back in like 2016, when I started all of this is like, wow, Michelle, like that's, that's cute. Like, oh that's my God. Thing. Yes. I hate cute. I'm not too. Yes. I, 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 like, <laughs> cute. Like out of all the words that you can say. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I used to get that a lot. Um, and it was like, oh, that's a really great hobby that you're oh, doing. And right. you know, it's like, I put all of my like blood, sweat and tears into this. And so it was just very frustrating to be hearing that and people not taking me seriously that I'm like, running a business yeah and I think too it's like a Um, perfect example like even your life like when I did it it was like oh my god look at you I mean it was so it's so patronizing in a sense and someone and they just it's like they couldn't fathom how a woman ethnic as you said could even come number one come up with the idea implement the idea just like top to bottom they could just all be you and you're just and you and so many roadblocks in the beginning you know yes it was successful and yes we um commercially successful okay great but as i said when my brother and i was the face and the ceo it still not his top to bottom implementation it's just the face oh my it's 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 like candy next to what i went through and you see it it's not yeah and it's like just the it's i think it's like um it's like they can digest it better if they think I'm like a worker, like he's telling me what to do versus like me being in charge. And you see it just from how much more easier it is. And it's like, you don't know when it's, and he's still an ethnic man, obviously, but it's like they can stomach that better than a woman, ethnic and intelligent. It's just like, yeah, so I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, that breaks my heart. Yeah. And- yeah, not to discredit that your brother's not doing Oh, of course, but, but I'm just saying it's... see that difference, and, like, you know, I've actually even started to explore um, um, potentially having a fake email account that is, like, a male name. I did that and in the beginning. That would change, I like, did that in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so wild. Um, so it took me a long time to get to this place, and I'm still at the baby stages, right? Like, I'm still, like, just this, like, sprout that, like, um, happened, and... Uh, it, my first venture w- when it was like venture backed mm-hmm. all the pieces it's just there was so much disconnect that like nothing happened because of all of these like setbacks even though I was like properly funded 
this time around, I don't have any funds. I'm bootstrapping everything. <laughs> but because I think I'm very like intentional with every move that I'm doing and I get to do it like from the heart and like I think people resonate with that and mm-hmm. so that's why things are starting to click. So even the pack something, I would have never even imagined this opportunity would, would be presented to me in this way, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like rewarding, and, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's super, super cool. And um, we're actually going to be doing something with uh, Complex too this year. No way! Is, oh my yeah. gosh, like, the um, correct me if I'm wrong, like, with, like, Joe LaPuma and, and, like, the sneakers, that Complex, that's amazing. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, and, and so it's, you know, there, there's something to be said as well about I, I, I want to say it's like it's so cliche but it's like really believing in yourself because I think people feel that when it's actually authentic and, and, and pure perfect congratulations <laughs> thank you yeah yeah so, so, so yeah the pack time thing was, had nothing to do with my perfect. previous perfect stuff. I just nothing wanted to see working out at that time <laughs> <laughs> it was like a robot yeah. perfect um, okay so you're also as you said earlier a co-founder of hate is a virus uh, and obviously, as we talked about most recently in the news with the man uh, killing the Asians at work, their work, when um, you hear stories like this now, which it seems to be like 10 times a day, does it make you want to continue spreading the love and the knowledge, or and does it ever get you down? Like, does, some days it's just like, oh my gosh, will this ever end? Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. I think, um, you know, what happened last week with um, eight people who were killed at three different spas in North Georgia. I think that was a breaking point for a lot of us within the community. Um, these things are not new. They've always existed since the Asian American experience and history has existed. Um, it's just becoming more and more to the forefront or like being covered by mainstream media and more and more folks are speaking up about it. Um, he is a virus started last year at, um, right before the pandemic hit so we were already starting to see on you know my personal news feed and um personal experience not yes per- personal experiences and stories that i was hearing of folks not even were kind of hesitant of going to asian-owned restaurants um because they thought that they would catch coronavirus and I think that there's a there were a lot of like misinformation and also like rhetoric, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the rhetoric that was yeah. going on. Kung flu. That, I was like, that's the most ignorant thing I've ever. Well, that like that that idea, and so um, that was that was really you know, hate is a virus started more of like a local initiative because my team and I we were just talking in uh, my living room, actually like on my dining room table, and just trying to digest what was going on within our community. If there's anything just even locally that we could do with our friends and family, um, let's do it. And so Carrie Okubo, who's on my team and is now a, a, a core member on the Hate is a Virus team as well. How do you spell her last her, name? I'm so sorry. Uh, Carrie yes. Okubo, K-A-R-I, last name O-K-U-B-O. Um, she coined the term Hate is a Virus um, um, and so it actually started off as a food prompt to go and support these small businesses that were being affected by the pandemic. Um, and then it quickly escalated into a digital movement once lockdown happened. 
Um, and so, you know, um, my co-founder now, Tammy Cho, and I, we've been running this this movement that started last year, but has um, become an official uh, nonprofit. And we're just, uh, we have a fiscal sponsor right now so that we can act as a nonprofit as we await for our status for 501c3. Um, but, we're, we're, you know, regarding what happened last week, um, I think we've all just that there's a there's it's been a roller coaster of emotions. I think there are days where I like caught myself just crying, um, and then there were days where I was angry, and then I was also I felt really defeated and exhausted because it was like the you know do our does our work does that even help what's happening right now or is it making worse or. Um, you know, but I think I think knowing that there's so many folks that really care about what's happening right now and finding ways that we can take action, whether it's like short-term results or like long-term results is really, it allows me to feel hopeful for the future that like we are making the right um, progress. Um, and yeah, and, and, and more and more people like even even other communities reaching out to us and being like, we stand with you, you know, we're here to speak up with you. And um, that sort of thing is, is it's really, um, it makes me feel hopeful. Okay. Um, and congratulations for your nonprofit. Uh, thank you, status. thank you. Um, okay, so a little less heavy. List five <laughs> things you can't live without. What, what are things I can't live five, without? List five things you can't live without. Like if you were going on a desert island, it's like, what would you bring? It's not for me to admit, but my phone. Of course. Uh, coffee. Okay. Um, I. It's things, right? So it's not people. You could do people. You could do people. whatever. Oh, okay. Like things or people, whatever. Five, five things you yeah, can't live uh, without. My my family for sure. Okay. I can't I can't live without that. Um. I want to say, um, what was that, three? Three, three. yes, you have two more. Um, my measuring tape, <laughs> <laughs> designs, and then my, my Wacom tablet, which is this, that I use every day for not only a mouse, but to design stuff. What is that called? A Wacom tablet. Wacom tablet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh, I'm learning new lingo. I just do an iPad, like... <laughs> Cool. Um, okay, so when you're in work mode and you have like late nights, etc., what is your favorite go-to snack? Popcorn. Popcorn. Okay. Any particular kind? Salted, uh, caramel. Salted with a light butter. Okay. And then, what is your process for designing? That is a good question. Um, <laughs> I have a journal with me every night, and um, I try to write in it and doodle in it um, as much as possible um, every night. And so that's kind of like where I like dump all of my thoughts. Um, I've never really been um, good with words, and so it was always like doodling and drawing and mm -hmm. the creative aspects that allowed me to express myself. Okay. Um, but now, um, my cousin actually is our main designer for Uprisers, and her and I actually tag team when it comes to designing now. 
Um, and it's been such a cool process to, to be able to work with family, but then like she understands the uprising's vision too, you know? Um, and we have these um, uh, late night sessions every month called like the creative juice. And we just like kind of just talk about things and like design together and like bounce ideas. Perfect. Do you, do you enjoy working with family, with your family? Yeah, I mean, Kelly is my only, um, I guess, family member on the team. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's great. Perfect. Yeah, and my bro- same here with my brother. Sometimes it's like really good and other times I could kill him. But overall, I so enjoy it. I think it makes us better like siblings. <laughs> It's like, like your other half but the dark side. I would say like everything that you lack, they have, and I think vice versa. It's like Star Wars, like the Force, like which one is good? <laughs> it's like that. Um, what is your favorite beauty staple? Like is it a bold lip, the no makeup look, lashes? Like what's your favorite like go-to? Um, pre-pandemic, it was my eyelash extensions. Okay. Because um, my... Yeah, my my uh, eyelashes just kind of like stick out this way. Oh and yeah, mine are straight too. Yes, yeah, they just straight. So with my eyelash extensions, it actually allowed me to not wear makeup because I, yeah, it it, it opens you up. It's a life changer. <laughs> um, but now I, I I haven't gotten eyelash extensions, so um um I am actually I I usually don't wear makeup at all. I like the natural, natural vibe. Cool beans. I feel that. Um, what is the best thing of creating a brand with a purpose? What, what is the what? What is the best thing about creating a brand with a purpose? I think every day I'm learning like a million things. Um, and I think that it, it, it allows me to continue to just like do the work and like keep on bettering myself and, and educate myself more um in this space and yeah it's it, it yeah it's super cool perfect <laughs> and then the last and most fun question what is your favorite way to unwind oh ooh. Uh, <laughs> lots of wine for sure <laughs> yeah I, um and, and to answer the other question as well yes. i think it's uh it's also allowing to meet incredible people and like activists who have been doing the work for so long and being able to really like have them not only as like a mentor but like um like a friend in the community and also a collaborator so i think that is like so rewarding perfect and then that concludes our interview and it, yes now we typically take um about a week uh before we post it uh before it goes live on uh our site and then we post on instagram so um i don't think you sent me pictures that you wanted correct so whenever if it whether it's you or annie whoever can um uh just pictures that you want us to include we typically say three to four or if there's links that you want us to include as well um submit that so we can add it to the the interview um did you have any other questions for me before I let you no, know. No, I think that's great. Yay. Um, I'm really excited. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank <laughs> you. Time to talk to you. Of course. Now I have a fellow PD friend. I know, exactly. I know. I was noticing your pinky ring. I was like, oh my God, I think we could be friends. I was like, I have the pinky ring too on the right hand. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs>
one no of my way. best friends in Japan has the same one. That's so cool. I like yeah. it. Mine are just yeah. stacks because I just like pink. <laughs> But I don't. So cool. But I like yeah. yours. I saw yeah. that and I was like, we could be total friends. I like this. <laughs> like yeah, I like after this. the pandemic, we would take like exactly. Like meet up at some point. Definitely. And then um, you can. Do you have my number? I don't think so. 